This Could Get Dicey is an imperfect Dungeons & Dragons game, played imperfectly. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to This Could Get Dicey, a D&D podcast where a group of buds get to unwind from their 9-to-5s and step into the world of Drew Gala. My name is Destiny Nietho, I play Loomis Bjorn, and before things get a little too dicey, i just like to say it's a beautiful day to start ranking all of your favorite Bluey episodes. <laughs> We're back. We're you guys back. get mad at me for Baldur's Gate 3. Okay, it's been 30 plus, it's <laughs> been 30 plus so since I brought up Bluey. <laughs> That was our first episode, I think. Was it? I'm pretty like it sure that was our first episode. Sure that's the first thing our audience heard was Bluey. Bluey. <laughs> An- another. <laughs> um, what's number one? I'm, let's no, start no, guessing. No, no. Back what's to number front? four. Number Don't four. Okay. Number it's, it's, the list isn't completely done because I'm rewatching it all again with more of the more critical eye. Um, but I've watched all of rewatched all of season one and I'm halfway through season two. Number four is Bike. Is that the one where she can't ride her bike and gets frustrated and watches everyone at the playground? Yes. Okay. This is a good one. This is a very good one. And it's like one of the most straightforward lessons. Yeah. Everyone, if we start a Patreon, would you listen to the Kenny and Destiny talk about Bluey podcast? One <laughs> dollar. <laughs> halfway through her second listen or watch through. I'm maybe on my eighth or ninth. Oh, I'm on like my third. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, three. What's three? Three is the weekend. Is that the one where they go go on the weekend? That's no, the, the one where they go to the weekend concert. He's actually in it. <laughs> the weekend. He's in it. Get out of there! You're too adult. Yeah. Two is camping. Okay, Camping's Jean-Luc. Really, camping's I would episode. die for Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc, whew. that one. Uh, I think that so was the f- okay. That was the first one that like I ugly cried. Oh my gosh, <laughs> was- it's so good. Bluey it's so meets good. this this kid Jean Luc at at their campground, and they Jean Luc is French. He only speaks French. What kind of dog? Only, uh, I don't remember. But um, a, they like play together, and they they plant this little tree and and this little creek bed, and then uh, you know Jean Luc leaves, and Bluey's all sad about it. But it has this really beautiful tableau. It's just like a great episode. And then at the end of the episode, we see Bluey and Jean Luc like meet up at camp, like decade later and he knows english it's seven this is seven minute episodes just so you know <laughs> how hard of a punch this is packing in a seven minute episode i thought we they spent were longer an than hour that. doing bullshit they in seven minutes the <laughs> <laughs> whole life arc. imagine how good game of thrones would have been if it was written by the bluey writers oh my god oh my god <laughs> first of all would have been an hour long and no dogs would have died that's so correct true. Dogs, dogs would have had to have died in Game of Thrones. Um, oh, is, can, can we guess? Can we guess number one? Yes. Oh, is boy. it Grannies? No, that's on the it's list. Grannies, but it's it's not number one. Is it Sleepy Time? Oh, uh, that one's going to be Sleepy up there. I haven't technically got to it in my third rewatch, but it's definitely oh. going to get up there. But it's not number one right now. 
Okay, if I look at the list, I can guess it for sure. I'm, I'm I don't know all the episodes, so I'm just going to say butterflies. <laughs> no. <laughs> that That's a good guess, though. I don't, I don't know if that's an episode but there's there's definitely a butterfly-esque episode but i don't think it's called butterflies is it rogue island no that's a good one no (laughs) is there a bad one uh the couple couple of the first of season three are like meh (laughs) daddy drop off oh interesting that's a a black sheep one i wouldn't have guessed that oh my god that one fucked me up (laughs) when i first watched it (laughs) How's your relationship with your dad, Destiny? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's more of the fact that like there's a shy kid that's new to this kin- to, new to yeah. kindy, and then like Bingo being the centric one just like welcomes them into kindy, and then they grow up together. Yeah, it's the thing where they grow up together at the end of an episode. That one is <laughs> that's that message with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we'll okay. we'll get into that why so in a later like, episode. Because <laughs> like if they're ten, I mean if they're dogs, do they just get like are they old dogs? You mean it's the a cartoon, parents are like Becky? They don't do logistics. <laughs> <laughs> just, don't think about that, Becky. No, I always been thinking about logistics since Blue's Clues. Okay, how does salt <laughs> and pepper make paprika? <laughs> It should just make a salt pepper blend. <laughs> you have to, you ha- you have to look into the 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 iceberg lore that um, Mr. Salt cheated on oh. Mrs. Pepper with uh, Wild. cinnamon. Cinnamon. I think it's cinnamon. That's gotta be what it is. Damn. Or Raunchy. M- they murdered a pepper, like a bell pepper, roasted it, turned it into paprika. That's it. They sacrificed a pepper to have a child. It was like a surrogate. Do you ever think about that? How paprika is bell pepper? It's just bell pepper. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I totally knew that that's right minutes. now. That's, I knew that's, that way before Becky's, you just said it. I think about it a lot, actually. That's, like, that's Becky's so Roman Empire. That is <laughs> yeah, my Roman Becky's Empire. Roman Empire yeah. Paprika. Hi, my name is Alex Villarreal. I play Ellis Vendove. Um, and it's a beautiful day to go on a run in the pouring rain. I, mm. I went on a walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's a good feeling. I, Do you feel like you're running away from someone when it's raining on you like that? Uh, no. <laughs> um, I didn't oh. start the run in the rain. It just started, like, on the way back, it started to drizzle, and then it started to rain harder, and did then you, it started to pour. Did you change your music to Hillary Duff? I was just about <laughs> no, to ask took, the same question. <laughs> I took my headphones off because I didn't want them to... Um, to break uh because i was i was drenched my did shoes you, are like, still drying out did you think about hillary duff <laughs> um i wasn't particularly thinking too much about uh mrs duff um when will you think of hillary duff <laughs> uh that's uh not for podcast time um <laughs> <laughs> whoa <laughs> no it was just really nice wet think when a car hillary would duff. When a car would drive by, I would pretend I'm like I'm like I'm I'm supposed to be out here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I like this. Hi, I'm Kenny Chilton, and I play Emil Mazak, and it's a beautiful day. We don't venture into this territory a lot here on the pod, but I have to this week. It's a beautiful day for your favorite sports team to go to the championship. Uh oh, congratulations We're house divided. to the. To the Arizona Diamondbacks. <laughs> um, I was actually rooting for the Diamondbacks as well, but no. 
my favorite baseball team, the Texas Rangers, going to the World Series against all odds, two years removed well, from losing a hundred games. Well, theoretically, by this point, the we've game already, is over. Yeah, the game <laughs> is over. So either we, congratulations to one yeah. of y'all. Well, you know, it's like I don't care if they win. I'm just happy they're going. Yes, you do. I do care a lot. Actually, I'm very competitive. And you know I what? It's lot. all thanks to Creed. It is. Have you, have you guys heard the story about Creed? Oh, the band? Yeah. The band. That, the, that they were listening to Creed in the locker room. That's like, that got them out of their slump at the end of the season. Oh. And now they've won eight straight home games in the in the or sorry away games in the postseason which is unheard of how Good did you them. become a rangers fan when you grew up well i married in astros into it. territory i married into it um oh. i grew up well okay here's a fun story about the astros uh when i was a kid i had the chance to go to the astrodome and meet the astros as a on a field trip and i met roger clements and he was an asshole so roger clements this is your fault do you I, remember that baseball player that was on survivor no. No. It's not important. Okay. <laughs> good, inter- good interjection, Becky. <laughs> Are you thinking of a football player, Culpepper? No, no. Not. No. I don't well. No, there Brad was Brad and his wife, Monica? Yes, they were on the same season as the... Oh, I don't as, know. I thought the baseball player. Maybe he wasn't a baseball player, but... Anyways. Anyway, my favorite sports team is going to the World Series, and whatever happens, Texas Rangers, I know you're listening. Um, good job. <laughs> And I hope you win. I definitely, I, I definitely have my favorite Texas teams, but I'm always pretty happy when any Texas team makes it to the their said championship. Like, you know, it can't be the Astros, gotta be the Rangers. It can't be the Cowboys, which it never will be. It'll be the Texans, which it'll never be. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got Victor now on the Spurs. We got, we're looking up. We got, oh, dude, have you seen those Wimby highlights? Yeah. I can't wait to nice. see what Wimby's looking like right now. It is Ooh. Wimsday. When y'all hear this. Yeah. It gets me, dude. It's Wimsday? Wimsday. 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 For those non-Texas listeners, uh, I'm so sorry, and I'm not sorry. I'm very I'm not sorry. about sports. Spurs are fucking back. I like. Spurs I love back. watching this, this, lo- this young French man just do his goddamn <laughs> thing. Zuta. <laughs> 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 Hello, my name is Becky Schmader. I'm the game master for This Could Get Dicey, and it's a beautiful day to make cornbread. Ooh, Ooh I love cornbread. Love cornbread. I, I think I'm pretty sure we've had this conversation before. I think we um, talked about this recently. Did we? Not on the pod. Maybe it Not was off there. Um, do y'all like uh, Do y'all like it more um, cakey or more like cornmeal-y? I don't know the difference between those two, but the second one sounds Same. gross. <laughs> <laughs> I guess cakey because cakey it's mine. moister. I like it moist. like a little inflated and with with the holes in it. I made it holes. Like you know, like air when you cut it open, you oh, can like see sure. air holes in it. Oh, okay. I made mine the other day with two boxes of Jiffy mix, best mix, sixty cents. Can't beat sponsor it or whatever. Us. Sponsor us, Jiffy. Sponsor, 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 please. Uh, you did two boxes, you follow the recipe, and then you add eight ounces of sour cream to it. Oh, shit. Oh, oh my wow. God. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it's two boxes of, you know, and so it makes like a cake, like a little like cake of corn cornbread. Yeah. And it's more moist. And Those tiny boxes pack tiny. a lot of punch in them. That's crazy. Yeah, they do. So, yeah, like, 
eight, I mean, the eight ounces is the smallest container of sour cream you can get. I don't know why you guys were so like. Eight ounces. I mean, it's like sixteen tablespoons. That's a lot. <laughs> you put two, you put like two thirds of a cup of milk into the mixture I, already. I know you're so right. You're so right. It's just that, you know, visually, <laughs> if I was holding that much sour cream in my hands right now, it would be a lot. It's the it's a tiny like little loose? tub. Like it's a loose. cups. It's just a cup of of sour cream. <laughs> I like really crumbly mealy cornbread, like um, with just like cornmeal. I was like how my grandma used to Do make it. Do you like it, it when they put like... corn in it? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh. What about like jalapenos? Yes, please. I Here. like when they're in the shape of a muffin instead of a square. Mm-hmm. I like cornbread. I like That's cornbread crazy. muffins. I used to make, I have like an egg tray. A tray that makes egg-shaped Baked oh, goods. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. I was, I was just you ran out of eggs and you had the container. No, no, no. It's a, it's like a little tr- metal tray that makes like egg shaped. I guess you're supposed to make like egg cakes for Easter, but we've only done that once. But I used to make cornbread in it. Oh, I love cornbread. Thank you, Becky. You're welcome. I've been, oh, I've been eating it for like dinner and breakfast. Just for breakfast. Just the cornbread. No dinner. Just... No, no, no. Sorry. Well. Maybe no. Uh, for dinner, I've been eating it with. I like. I call some of my food peasant slop. Sometimes I was. I was about to say. I was going to say <laughs> Becky's in her peasant era. Just like mm, time for dinner, and it's just like a slice of cornbread and water to dip and water for dipping. No, right, but it's, it's kind we're of fifteen minutes in. We're really exposing Becky. Let's let's go. The the peasant slop. Uh, well, it's like I made like chicken with like a white wine like reduction and then like potatoes and carrots but it kind of just looks like like brown like what of. you would order at a tavern yeah exactly like and it's, just it's what delicious. they would bring you and yeah. then a oh, chunk yes. of cornbread so that's my dinner and then for breakfast i've been eating cornbread with blackberries and for that's lunch she has for lunch she has hardtack <laughs> just hardtack and jerky what do you think that tastes like hardtack yeah and then Probably just she... like a really dense cracker. Before she goes Lembus to bed, she bread. counts her pennies. <laughs> what do you think? They're, Lembus... hay, they're hay pennies. Is it lumpus bread? Lumpus bread? Lumpus? Yeah. What yeah. do you think that tastes like? Probably a really hard cracker. <laughs> just a cracker. Let's play Dungeons and Dragons. No, let's talk about what? cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Trader Joe's has really good cornbread chips. Have you guys ever had those before? Yes, I have. They're delicious. They're so no. good. F- Future Alex is already pissed off about editing this episode. <laughs> let's, let's get it popping, y'all. Let's get it going, actually. Last we left off, you all were on the Queen S. Amblet once again, hang- heading south on the Mir River to Venzor. You had gone to bed on your first night of travel when Ellis was visited by Nanoxus with a request. Help Nanoxus's friends go to the ball, too. Ellis reluctantly agreed, although wanted more details from Nanoxus, which were uh, withheld. You were then all woken in the night by a scream on the ship. A murder had happened. You left your rooms to find out more, and Bellette asked for your aid in solving of the crime. Elmond Marguerite was murdered. A dwarven woman named Melody had found him. He had a bag of beans on him, and the trail was leading to two rooms, one with Jimothy Jonalyn, a meat and cheese purveyor, 
and a short and the other room had a short human man inside of it. The two of you, Ellis and Emil, met with Jimothy, and as you all reconvene together, you see the short human man dart out of his room. That is where we find you all in the hallway on the ship, the human man darting down the hall away from you all and continuing to the back of the ship. Has the human man already passed us? He is darting away from you all. Like he's not I want to try to trip him. Okay. He's going away from you once again. <laughs> oh, I thought like a way Well, like aren't I coming the, a different you. way? Okay, we'll say go ahead and roll a an acrobatics to see if you can like get near them. Okay. Can I help? I'll help. By How are you going to help? Casting entangle. Oh. I'll put my hand on the ground as I see him running and say, and not say anything because I don't want him to see me cast this, but I will cast Entangle okay. at him. He needs to make a deck saving throw. 13. That's not going to do it. He's actually restrained. Okay. He's restrained on the ground. I also rolled a 27. Oh, He's restrained okay, on the well. ground with Loomis <laughs> looming overhead. <laughs> Definitely tripped. Um... Uh, yeah, they're restrained on the ground. Do you? Are you guys gonna talk to? Them? Hold it right there. Okay. Why are you running on a boat? It's one of the most dangerous places to be running. Now I need you to go back to your room. This is a crime scene. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't go back to your room. Hold on, I'll dial my bad cop right now. Look, you don't want to be the next person to get murdered on this boat. You need to go tuck yourself back into bed. What's your name? Uh, the man like rolls over. Um, and they, you know, they landed kind of like face down in the hallway. They roll over to, uh, look at you all still kind of covered in these vines, um, that have appeared out of nowhere on the ship. Um, and they begin to talk and then kind of stop themselves from speaking out loud. And they are going to misty step behind you all. And, and, hmm. and start running. Misty Step takes um, him how many feet away from us? 30 Let's... feet. Wait! You don't want to get mur- after him! He's going to get murdered! <laughs> I'd like to run after him. I have a speed of 45. Go ahead and uh, roll athletics or acrobatics okay. once again to kind of see if you could keep up with, up with him. That is a 21. 21 okay yeah you're able to kind of like scramble and um with your high acrobatics uh kind of like sprint after them and you know dodging nothing i don't know um yeah i like to think that loomis just climbs on the ceiling of the boat and just strides loses his long lanky legs to stride over him and then just plops down in front of him trying to grab him or just you know like um stop him actually horrifying to imagine this happening is like a person like sprinting (laughs) on the ceiling towards you um sure if you want to try to grab him go ahead and roll a uh strength a contested strength check we just want to talk natural 20 ah a two (laughs) okay yeah i think you like land and try and grab him and he um slips underneath you and is sprinting outside of the boat now to, like, the outside dock. I imagine Emil and I uh, chase after uh, him as well. Um, 
if we get out onto the outside of the boat, uh, is he just like running around the boat? Like, uh, are, are we able to at least keep keep him in eyesight? Uh, roll a perception check. Luck right. point. Brand new dice. Better. 18. 17. Loomis, uh, roll a perception check as well as you... Ch- I, I assume you're pursuing. Yeah, a 10. Emil and Ellis, I think Loomis is a little caught off guard from this person like sliding between their legs, but you don't miss a beat and you keep following them outside. You see that they are swinging, like taking like a quick right and getting to the ladder that leads to the top viewing deck. Um, and they're climbing up the ladder. Uh, just right where we're standing. Can we like see the deck? But it's just like we have we had to we would have to run to the ladder to get up there. Yes. Okay. I will just take out the climbing rope and throw it straight up in the air. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, I think you can get it to like hang on to like a bar. Yeah. Um, railing really easily. And I'll start climbing. Well, actually, I'll gesture to it like after you, Loomis, because I'm not going to be as good at climbing as Loomis is. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. I <laughs> I climb up this rope not a problem i nope. for loomis's superior body i'm mm-hmm, not even gonna correct. check that one um loomis no problem is like yeah thanks for the rope okay gets gets up top um to the kind of like top viewing deck which has a uh, you see it's a, a vast wooden deck on the roof of the ship it has like a couple like chairs and tables that um, people can sit at and it has like a railing that goes around the whole side of it. Um, and this person seems to be cornered up here um, as you get up here, Loomis. They're on like the far side now of the deck from you. I'd like to run up to him and corner him even more while while like pulling out my spear against his neck. Not, you know, not attacking him, but just intimidating him a bit more. Uh, what are Emil and Ellis doing? I will try and block the ladder and i'll just take out a dagger um, i'm gonna try to get up to the top and join loomis well yeah are you... from the top deck i'm trying from to climb up deck. and then block the ladder okay so i think before you even get uh too close loomis like i think you're probably like we'll say you're like 10 feet away from them 10 15 feet away before you can get like really up in their um space uh i think they like put up their hands to you um uh, uh, so, so so sorry I, I just wanted to get some fresh air uh, uh, lots going on up here they motion to their head uh, I suppose that was awfully suspicious of me to, to, to run up here uh, that that doesn't that doesn't make sense uh, uh, no doesn't make sense at all if I'm innocent which surely I, I am I don't look like a killer after all then why wouldn't I just sit in my room uh, wait patiently till the all clear. That would leave me out of the fun, though, wouldn't it? Uh, leave me out of finding out who might intervene in things that aren't their business. Always someone willing to be be knights in shining armor. Uh, are, are you those knights? Uh, I love finding knights, love killing knights. Every word you speak, you make yourself sound more suspicious. Did you say you like killing knights? You also yes. just said you weren't a killer. Right. Alright, so so we'll call it one for you and one against you. 
I guess my ruse might be uh, a little bit worthless at this point. Uh, um, they then this person like waves their hands in front of their face, um, seemingly kind of like swiping stuff off of their face, but like not touching it ever. Um, kind of just like motioning, waving their hands across their face. Um, they grow about a foot. Uh, their form changing to that of a woman half-elf with dark brown hair pulled up into a bun. Um, as the moon shines down upon her, her brown eyes seem to glow to a bright amber color. And I need Ellis to, to do a perception check. 17. You notice that this magic that they're performing is very similar to your own Mask of Many Faces. Um, although when you perform magic from this source, you're often met with like feathers or like a puff of kind of like inky black feathers, um, any sort of magic that deals with, um, your like warlock origins with Nanoxus kind of has that like feather quality to it. Um, you notice just for this moment as their hands are, are um, you know, waving in front of their face that their fingertips almost seem to wither and a black blight creeps up to their forearm. Um, just for like a moment before it like disappears as the um, the mask fades away. Oh, that's neat. That's a neat trick. Um, I can do that too. And I turn um, into her, and then like I'm like, see, you know, we we got we got stuff in common. And I'll I'll shift back into into Ellis, and uh, uh, I'm like, why don't we take things slow here? What, what what's your what's your name, friend? Uh, they seem to not want to like answer that question, I guess, and they kind of seem to have like a, like a monologue in their mind, I guess, of like, okay, I got cornered. Like, this is what I want to say, and this is not the DM wanting to do this. Okay, this is just this person has this monologue in their mind. Um, I think they kind of like turn away from you all for a second as they like look out into like the moon. Um, you found me, the killer of Elmond Marguerite, and you are three adventurers on your way to Vinzor. Chose to save the day. Did you like Elmond? No, Elmond. No. Will you miss Elmond? She turns around, I think, at this point, when you say no. Uh, surely not, right? Uh, no one will miss Elmond, the piss poor, loud mouthed tradesman. Then why did you kill him? Oh, I was given a hit on him, I suppose. Or maybe I just wanted to have some fun. If no one's going to miss him, then might as well kill him. He was a valuable businessman in Venzor. I, he will be missed for sure. He had a loyal customer base. Sure, I'm so sure of that. What, do they? Are they like uh, in this uh, not disguised form? What do they have on them? Are they loaded? Are they ready to fight? Are they, I mean, do they have a knife? Like, do they have a smoking gun on them? They right. do have a knife on them, or like a short sword kind of like on their back, probably. Or like, yeah, like a short sword. Um, two short swords, actually, um, on their belt. And uh, they're wearing just like kind of like leather, like basic leather armor. Um, they're like grinning a lot, kind of like wanting to like you know, like messing with their hands a lot kind of and um, like looking up at the moon uh, almost like they're talking to somebody else besides the three of you are you okay? Um, like do they are they like being magically controlled like what's can we discern what's going on with this person from looking at them? 
Sure, roll an insight check. Ten. You get the vibe that they're just like a generally unwell person, perhaps? Um, friend, uh, you, you, you seem kind of nervous, um, and I just want to let you know that we, we, we really just want to talk. We really just want to figure out, um, why you killed Almond Guy. Um, and, um, I'm, I'm happy to talk to you. Um, I'm known to be, a uh, quite charming, and as I say that, I cast Charm Person. Uh, okay. Nineteen. Fail. Um. Sorry, he passes, I fail. I think she looks at you at knowing that you cast this spell on her and um, like hearing what you're saying about like her being nervous. Oh, I'm not nervous. Do I seem nervous to you? Yes, extremely. Hmm. You're, you're very uh, jittery and you keep looking up at the moon and you said you're innocent, but then you said that you killed Almond and um, you generally just are giving off of a freaky vibe right now. Is Good. it, um, you said, um, somebody placed a, a hit on him. Is it your, um, and I kind of take a step forward. I'm like, did your patron tell you to do this? No, not my patron. No, no, no. I think I've said too much, maybe. Made a mistake, probably. Hmm. I do question, though. Will anyone miss you all? Yeah, we have a lot of people waiting for us Probably and looking not. up. Looking up. Well, <laughs> my mom will miss me. Hmm. Who is. I guess, Ellis, you were still back by like the ladder. Or not Ellis, sorry. Emil. Yeah, I, I was. Th- I climbed up the rope, which was like not by the ladder because I was trying to. We were trying to catch him. Um, and I, I went to the ladder to like make sure he doesn't run away. Okay. And Ellis, where are you at? Um, probably, like, in a triangle position, equidistant from, um, Emil and Loomis. Probably closer to Loomis, because I said I took a step forward. Okay. And Loomis, you're still, like, probably, like, ten feet away from them? Yeah. Okay. I think, uh, this person is going to misty step again, and they're going to misty step to you, Alice, and, um, as they misty step, they're going to take out one of their short swords, and they're going to stab you. And they're going to say, oh, your poor mother, she really will miss you, won't she? And we're going to, I'm going to roll my attack roll, and then we're going to roll initiative. Oh, God. This person's so scary, Becky. Good. I don't like it. That's a, a 21 to hit. Um, I yell out as I'm, like, trying to push the dagger away. Um you're freaking me out, and I bet you're not really fun to hang out with. And I cast uh, uh, Silvery Barbs. Oh, okay. And I give advantage to um, Loomis on their next attack. They got a 19. That'll hit. You take 15 points of damage. Oh, fuck. Y'all ever think about how in D&D, the, the, the party just gets, like, stabbed every day? And then they go to bed that night, and then they wake up in the morning, and they're probably going to get stabbed again, and but they're just chill about it? If that was me, I, one time, I'm out. I'm done. New profession. Anyway, this is Alex, by the way. Thank you so much for listening to episode 32 of This Could Get Dicey. Sticking around this far, it really, really means a lot. Uh, we put a lot of effort into this podcast, and it 
It really means the world that you're still here. If you like it a lot, you know, share it on your social media. Tell a buddy. Word of mouth. Screaming from the hilltops. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at TCGDPod. Um, we share a bunch of stuff there, funny stuff. So we, we, we be hanging out. We be like making funny videos, you know. You know, good good content stuff. Check it out. Anyway, um, this person we're fighting is creepy. Hope you enjoy the rest of the creepy fight. Bye. Okay, Loomis, what did you get? 19. Emil. 23. Ellis. 21. Okay, up first is Emil. You're probably, since they misty stepped to be behind Ellis, they're probably like 15 feet away from you. Perfect. Becky, I was hoping you'd say something along those lines. Um, I will look around. There's no one else on this viewing deck, correct? No, just and this y'all. is the highest level of the ship? Correct. Okay, since there's nobody else watching, I will turn my arms into sharp little pointy bark hands. Um, and like T1 style from Terminator and oh run over uh, using my charger feet um, and twisted roots attack this creepy person that is a 17 plus 6 23 that hits um, 6 points of piercing damage plus the 5 from charger 11 points of piercing damage on okay. this person leave leave Ellis alone I'm going to use my bonus action to absorb as I attack them. Okay. To um, drain drain from them and do a little bit extra damage. Uh, great. Four points of necrotic damage as I drain some of their life force through my hands. And I hold on to that energy for next turn. Next is this person's turn. They, um, I think, have, like, one short sword in, um, like, stuck into Ellis's uh, back. You notice it's the same way. Remember how I said that they stabbed the person each way on the side and, like, once in the heart? Uh, one of the stabs is, like, under the rib cage um, on you. Uh, but I think seeing Emil come up rushing and, um, like, basically, like, kind of trying to, like, spear them with their, uh, with his roots... They're going to turn to a meal, and they are going to attack you. With no, their look at Ellis! Look at Ellis! <laughs> <laughs> That's a twenty-five to hit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely hits. Say, like, what's okay. the point of this new suit? Um, you take nine points of piercing damage, and then you also notice as they. Um, kind of like hit you with their short sword or they're like going into stab that you feel this like searing like like necrotic kind of force damage as they use an eldritch smite on you as well for another 19 points of force damage an additional 19 yes I am instantly bloodied (laughs) okay Uh, they are going to bonus action hit you again with a short sword here or try to hit you again that's a 17 to hit mm-hmm. okay seven plus seven points of damage okay 
They take the two short swords oh, and stab under your ribcage and look at you. You said to leave him alone. A very real sense of panic and fear spills over Emil's face as a little bit of like blood comes out of his mouth and he erupts into this fit of coughing and his hands turn back to his regular hands. Emil looks fucked up like instantly. Um, okay. As I'm like looking into this person's eyes, she, she plan, um, does she look at all phased by my attack on her? Uh, roll a insight check. 18 total. You can see the, like, the wounds that, like, from your stabs and, like, definitely, like, took the damage, but there's, like, a sense of, like, glee on this person's face. Like, they don't seem to, like, care that they, you know, took these hits almost. Um, and they seem so, like, ecstatic at the prospect of, like, bringing fear upon you. Next is Ellis. I look at them after getting stabbed real bad. I don't know who your patron is, um, but if they're anything like mine, they're not very nice, and I will bonus action cast Hex, Mm -hmm. uh, and I will pump two Eldritch Blasts into them. Okay. The first one is a 16, and the second one is a 21. Both hit. The first one hits for... Oh, they need two... Both uh, hit and do 21 points of force damage. So 21 total. 21 total. Okay. I think, um, yeah, like them having turned away from you, you turn and like shoot Eldritch Blast into their back um, and they kind of uh, like release or pull the swords like out from a meal, um, turning to like look at you, like swinging the blades around um, to look at you. Word. Next is Loomis. You're about like they've kind of moved to like the other side of you so they're about 10 feet away from you i run up to them and do i have advantage on this because what ellis did yeah your next yes because of your silvery barbs. silvery barbs oh yes you do have advantage i was also going to say potentially flanking because if it's like directly engaged with me true either way i'll flank but also okay. advantage so i get triple advantage i'm just kidding no um <laughs> no 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 no, no. <laughs> that's how it works right uh okay Oh, a natural 20. Nice. So you see Loomis dart up to them and stick them with their spear. And as they stick them with the spear, you kind of see this aura around the injection point, I guess you can say. And I'm going to use a key point to use stunning strike. So they need to make a con saving throw. 19. Damn it, that saves. Um, Okay. (laughs) So it looks cool, but doesn't do anything. But they take six points of damage. And then I am going to spend another key point to do two unarmed strikes. Okay. Oh, wait, so actually they take 12. No. Oh, yeah, yes. because it was, a, it was a 20. Yes. They take 12 points there. Spending a key point to do, as my bonus action, to do two unarmed strikes. Um, does a 16 hit? Yes. Does a 13 hit? No. Okay. 
So one of them is going to be... That's going to be another seven points of damage. Okay. And then I get an extra attack, so I'm going to attack him again with my spear. Nice. 18 plus 7 to hit. Yes. Okay. That hits. And then that will be another 7 points of damage. All right. Top of the order, it's Emil's turn. Okay, I will uh, reach my uh, one of my hands out. I was going to heal Alice, but will instead now heal myself using sure. my bonus action. Absolutely. Um, so I'll just fully absorb that blood right into my, my hands from this person. Um for four plus two, well, only for six, unfortunately, <laughs> which is a small fraction of the price I paid. Um, I'm such a stupid idiot and dummy that I forgot to attack twice on the last turn. This time I'm going to attack twice. Okay. Except bef- before I do, uh, I know what this means, but I'm going to run away from this figure. Okay. Uh, they will uh, take an opportunity okay. attack. <laughs> yep. Come on, new suit. Do something. <laughs> Uh, dirty 20 to hit. That's a hit, dog. Okay. 11 points of damage. Oh, fuck. Okay. Whew. Um, okay. I will then run. So I'll run away 10 feet, and then I'll turn right back around and run at them <laughs> for 10 feet in order to activate my charger feet. And, sure, sure. Um, how do they look health-wise? Uh, not great. Yeah, I think um, after like Loomis has kind of g- gone in there and like taken some stabs at them and the the Eldritch Blast, I think there's um, some like blood kind of like creeping out of their mouth as well. Would you say bloodied or not? Nah? One might say bloodied. Yes. Oh boy! <laughs> and they're next. I am not taking any chances. I'm gonna run at them and make a shove attack um, to try and push them over the railing of this. Okay, ship. try to push them off the boat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm going to try and push them off. Um, I'm, Emil is terrified and understands that he has very capable allies with him, but uh, Emil's cowardice represents him in different ways, and this <laughs> this time it's to get of him course. out. Of uh, course. So, a shove attack. How do I make a shove attack? What does that mean? Fuck, I don't know. I also don't know, but I know that my oh, charge would be I, I wanna... to do it. I forgot to retcon really quick. When I cast Hex, uh-huh. I give them disadvantage on an ability check. I will pick strength. Okay. Yes, okay. So using the attack action, you can make a special melee attack to shove a creature either to knock it prone or push it away from you. Okay, uh, it's a melee you make attack? A, you make a strength check contested by the target strength Uh-oh. check. <laughs> there we go. Okay. But they have disadvantage because they're hexed. I rolled a three. They rolled a two minus <gasps> one. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I think this is like so fifteen p- feet. Piss poor display of strength <laughs> between the two of you, <laughs> like just like slapping <laughs> fight. <laughs> um, but yeah, you push them fifteen feet. Yeah, I will say like because I'm using charger the way I think this flavor like flavor wise this looks like. Every time I step in my run, like my foot elongates a little bit, like oh. like a like a tree root, um, as I push off the ground to like gain some momentum, and I'm trying to like send them, I'm trying to send them <laughs> off, okay. this, off this boat. Cool. They're going to 15 feet, like for sure, gets them to like the edge, like the very outside edge of the other, like the okay. lower deck. But I'm gonna have them do um, 
like a check to see if they can like Great. hold on to the railing. They cannot. So yeah, you see them for just like a sec. Like you kind of go up and like kind of flip them off over the um, over the railing. They fall off uh, the top deck, kind of hitting the second deck, and you see them like grasping onto the railings. And I think they kind of like smile up at you. And <laughs> Kenny yeah. is shaking his head. No. I don't like this. that. No. Um, I think they like look up at you, kind of like realizing that maybe this was like you guys were going like a little like toe to toe here, and that like they maybe were a little outnumbered, but they had you kind of scared too. Um, I think sh she like holds onto the railing for like a second, looks up at you. Um, Ooh, strong knights and shining armor. I'd like to meet again. Um, and she, as she like lets go of the railing. Um, a red lily drops onto that the the second floor deck. Um, she kind of the boat doesn't move like extraordinarily fast. It's just a steamboat, but she splashes <laughs> she's into just the water. Awkwardly sitting in she's the like, water. okay, see, see y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in Benzor. Okay, I'm just gonna swim. No problem. But yeah, no, she falls off the the steamboat, and um, you see her kind of like swim to the towards the river shoreline amia what the fuck i'm sorry i i know i i i know it's just my instinct kicked in i didn't want to i didn't want them around us anymore i uh um and amia will just be fucking on the ground rolling around coughing i think for this moment of not embracing his tree self oh we we, we don't even know who they were or who they were working for well, I know they're a fucking warlock like me. Um, I don't know who their patron is, but I don't think their patron hired them. To, I don't think patrons pay people any money. What the fuck does it matter? We're not behooving to this boat. I, I don't... Who? I mean, Elm, I know what I said to that person, but Elman is a, honestly not great. We don't enjoy him in our business circles, but... I mean, he didn't deserve to die, obviously, but... At least I'm not hiding anymore in a wagon, is my point. No, I mean, it was a good push. <laughs> Pushed good. Um, <laughs> it's mostly just the that they were just like, I'm going to kill you. And now we just have, now they're just out there. <sighs> Becky, as we see this red lily, that drop, does that bring up anything for any of us? Or me, just, you know, I've been around the block for a couple of centuries <laughs> Um, it doesn't ring any bells, like, historically or anything, but you do remember that this person, uh, was drawing in their journal, uh, mm -hmm. when you were peering through windows, and that they were drawing a lily in their journal. Right. Um, I tell the others, yeah, the, the lily seems symbolic. I saw them drawing in their room before they ran out. Maybe we should keep it so we can, like, reference it later. Should we touch it? I mean, I'll touch it. What's going to happen? I get two patrons? <laughs> I mean, Fair. Yeah. Is that what you want? Go for Wouldn't it. Wouldn't be I mean, crazy? Oh, my God. <laughs> at this point, fuck it. I haven't even told you about the dream I had t tonight. Um, and I, I say that as I'm, like, sliding down the rope. <laughs> <laughs> I will make sure uh, to retrieve my rope, too, by the way. Um, I think as you go, you're kind of, like, thinking about, like, warlocks and patrons Ellis, go ahead and roll an Arcana check. Ooh, natural 18 
plus four for a 22. Okay. Uh, you, knowing how, like, Mask of Many Faces works, you know that this person's, like, appearance that you just saw, the the, the, the female form of this, like, half-elf woman with the brown hair and the amber eyes, like, this is, that's her true appearance. Um, and it wasn't, like, her disguise. Like, the short human man was her disguise, and um, this was uh, her true form. Um, kind of carrying that arcana check down as you're, like, thinking and going to look at the red lily, uh, there doesn't appear to be any sort of like magic thing about it. It's just a a, um, a red lily, but upon like closer look, it looks wilted. Kind of, kind of carrying this over, o- like carrying that arcana check over, like thinking about like, like oh, like a black feather, a red lily. It's almost like a calling card, sort of a thing. Like this is just like haha, like, un- like a clue. Like not not necessarily a clue, but like. If I would drop a black feather, this person would drop a red lily. Does it seem kind of symbolic in that nature? Just kind of following, like... I'm trying to pretty much, like, lock down, like, are they a warlock with a patron? Sure. Um, I think you can put that together um, with, yeah, like, how her, like, hand kind of, like, will, like, turned black mm-hmm. and then, um, like, receded. Um, but I think roll a history check. That's another natural 18 for a 22. I think since you've been kind of like trying to figure out all this stuff with Nanoxis, this doesn't seem like a patron calling card, but just probably like her own personal calling card. Mm. Funky. Creepy. Um, well, I definitely pick it up. Um, no, nothing happens. It just, it's just, a, it's just a flower. It's pretty. I kind of hold it up. I'm like, it's pretty. It looks like way. it's. It looks like it's dying. Just to, for the record, it is a wilted red lily. Sometimes dying things are pretty, God. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. We should go check out their room. Yeah. Did you get a? Do you know where they were? You get a good book. Yeah, it was room number eight. Y'all, I'm sorry. I I don't not believe in your abilities. By the way, I I think you could have handled them. I just couldn't risk it. I mean, to your point, at least you're not hiding under something. Yeah, exactly. Look, I've got their blood on my hands. Oh, no, wait. I absorbed it from my own energy. <laughs> Gross. Um, all right. Well, um, let's go. Let's go search their room. All right. You all go to room number eight and the door is locked. Aha. We trained for this. We caught so much shrimp for this. I say that in character. We caught so much shrimp for this. And I'll use my thieves tool to try to unlock it. I put my hands up. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is beyond me. I cannot <laughs> even think about unlocking a fucking door. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll a sleight of hand a meal. Can I right. help since I too yes. am proficient? Yeah, I think you kind of like backseat drive lock Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. <laughs> Uh, I, I Pavlovian start smelling uh, shrimp in the air <laughs> as I'm watching. <laughs> it's just I, I have a little montage memory of a Mr. Miyagi style wax on, wax off, but like a peel off, pull the vein <laughs> version of me lock picking. And I roll a 21. Oh, yeah. I think uh, with Loomis helping behind you too, you're able to unlock the door. 
And inside, it's a room much like your own room, so it's not like Jimothy's room, which had like extravagance and like weird silk curtains and all that. Like this is just a normal room, uh, has a bed, a desk, a wardrobe. Uh, the room is empty of any personal effects, um, so it seems. But as you all enter, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Whoever wants to look around. Yeah, I'm specifically l- looking for that journal that I saw them drawing in. Okay. Fourteen. Eight. Seventeen. Uh, Loomis, you're able to, uh, knowing exactly, like, okay, they were writing at the desk. I know, like, there's maybe something going on over here. You're able to find um, that they left in one of the drawers the drawing of the lily that you saw earlier. And that is all that's left in the room. We we learned nothing. Surely they have some kind of record of who books the rooms. Did they, like, take our name when we booked the rooms or anything? You know, they kind of didn't, but they probably would have some sort of record of, like, so-and-so booked a room here and, and stuff like that. I mean, even if they did have a record, they clearly used a fake name. They were a completely different person. That's, like, the scary thing about... Um, the fact that they got away all creepily is that now we get to walk through life not trusting anybody. <sighs> I already lived that way, bud. Yeah, but, I mean, nobody, you didn't have a scary half-elven woman. They did a lot of damage to you. <laughs> I, no, I understand. My new suit is already getting stained with blood as I look desperately for any white wine to get the stain on. <laughs> um, yeah, well, how long did your health get? I was at seven hit points. Oh. Of 51. Damn. Nice. I wasn't hit. <laughs> yeah, what did you get to, Alice? Uh, 31 out of 46. Uh, yeah, I think you all kind of, like, leave the room maybe and, like, go to find, like, the, the bars are all closed and stuff because everyone's been sent to their rooms, but you, like, kind of go behind the bar and you find some white wine to start helping put out the, the blood from your suit. Uh, is Belette still, like, consoling that woman? Yes, Belette is still in the room with Melody. Belette! 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 Um, I think he, like, pops out from the doorway, uh, looking at all of you a little, like, on edge, obviously, not sure if a murderer's been caught or not, and, hello? Did you all do it? Good news and bad news. Is it safe to come out? Yes. Okay. That's, oh, two two good newses. Okay. One good news. He Safe uh, to come out. He comes out of the room, kind of closes it behind, like says goodnight to to Melody, and closes the door, and kind of comes out to this uh, sitting out to the sitting area with you all. Uh, okay, so that was one good news. Um, second good news. We know who the killer is. Who? It was um, the dude staying in room number eight. Oh. Do you know who? Do you know who that person was? Um, Belette pulls out like a little book and like flips through it to see like their records. Um, their name in my book here is Guy Ballow, and now that I think about it, they never talked to me. Well, well, not really. Uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they were not um presenting themselves as their true selves, and they were actually a half elven woman, and. They were really creepy, um, and we confronted them. Bad news. Emil pushed them off the boat, and they swam away. 
Problem solved. I think that sounds like good news. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you. Wow. Not on the boat. Not my problem, you know? <laughs> great. <laughs> I'm glad you... Yes. Then three good newses. So, like, it's all good on the boat? You don't think anyone else is going to get murdered? Well, there is the there is the matter of settling the balance on our account. I feel like it's, like, assumed when you book passage on a boat that there's not going to be any murders or, like, threats to my life. Look at me. Yeah, you don't look good. Yeah, well, no, for sure. I mean, for sure, this is not great for business for me. So, like, obviously, the rest of your trip is, like, comped. You know, all the food and drinks you want. But also, uh, right, yeah, like, I mean, rewards for, like, here's some money for, like, helping solving crime. And he hands you each 50 gold pieces. Five zero? Five zero, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Bolette. You're a very reasonable businessman. I got. I mean, we gotta keep up appearances. You know, tell if people find out about the murder, say if no pro, it was not a problem. It was solved within an hour. I mean, so fast. You all are the fastest crime, crime solvers in the world. Easily the entire world of Drugala. Like no question, right? Yeah. Tell everyone the squirrels foolies really saved you. Saved you tonight. Squirrels foolies fastest crime solvers in the world. Damn, my ass getting fat with all the smoke you're blowing up. It feels good as hell. Do you think smoke up your ass would really feel good? One way to find out. <laughs> One way to find out, Bullet. No, I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm good. I mean, do you want to try? <laughs> do you? What's, that? What's happening? Did you get that woman out of my room? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, oh, yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Melody is so safe here. Uh, he like guides Melody out of your room and guides her back to her room. Did Bolette just say it's so safe here? <laughs> Did he? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, Melody, it's, it so, it's so safe here. <laughs> it's not safe here. I <laughs> know. Oh, it's completely safe. We are safe on a boat. Murder is gone. The murder is gone. Yes. You just like murder is gone. Not a problem. Uh, we have the fastest crime solvers ever. They'll be on like every ship ride. No problem, everybody. He's, like, speaking, like, louder to make sure, like, everyone who's, like, kind of on edge in their rooms. Like, no problem at all, everybody. The squirrels, foolies, number one crime solvers <laughs> in the world. I knew that they were good people. That's why I always, he's, like, just babbling and, like, walking around. Like, then you're number one crime solvers in the world. I know. I just realized. I just <laughs> I have never seen the best, <laughs> best crime solvers. The best crime solvers I've ever seen. No problem. They cr crimes never been touched when they're around. You know, you heard of a murder? No, no murder when the squirrels foolies are here. It was an accident. Ellis has the juiciest ass. <laughs> so much smoke. So much smoke up Ellis's fat, juicy ass. I mean, just incredible. You ever had smoke up your ass? It's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, uh, happy. Yeah. Woo. We did it. Happy to serve our country. Um, it's um, 4 a.m. on this boat. I was like, I was like, y'all, we should, we should, we should really retire. I don't want to sleep in a room by myself tonight. I just whisper to my companions and definitely don't scream out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's just all go to Loomis's room. Okay, Loomis, you don't need the bed anyway. <laughs> so true. Um, yeah, I guess you can stay in my room. I'm not going to sleep in the bed. 
Sweet, I call a bed. <laughs> you all go to bed, sleep in, um, till about probably like noon, just to make sure you get your solid eight hours. Um, you long rest. It's a new day. During this long rest, you know, at some point when I wake up in the morning before Ellis wakes up, I don't want to move too much in the bed so I don't wake him up. Um, I have a scroll of Goodberry. Uh, I'm just going to spend time studying it. It's like very interesting to me thinking about uh, how close I was to dying just now. And I was almost about to use the scroll, but then I realized like maybe I can figure this out. Um, maybe I can figure out a way. If I'm going to turn into a plant, maybe I can <laughs> become a plant with berries. Uh, okay, yeah, go ahead and roll a, a nature check here. Oh, a dirty 20. All right, yeah, I think you're connecting the dots, and I think um, like kind of as you're sitting here and you look at um, like your shoulders perhaps um, starting to kind of like turn more into like vegetation, I guess, or like growing like bark, um, you maybe see like a tiny like little growth that you feel like that you like willed into existence like a like a not quite like a, a boil well, <laughs> like, like a pimple well who knows what happens if you come suck on it um. <laughs> all right all right good, good night everybody <laughs> oh god uh, Alright, uh, is there anything you all want to do on your second day of travel? I think Ellis probably um, shuffles out of the room at like probably 2pm um, and like finds um, his companions, whatever they're doing, and I'm like, oh my it hurts, I had too many of those sugar drinks and I had a bad dream that we all got stabbed a bunch on top of the boat. That wasn't a dream that happened. Oh, I was worried. And I, like, lift up my shirt and look at, like, the the recovering scar. That's magically healed overnight. Um, (laughs) I'm like, oh, then that means that that dream with Minoxus was real. Yeah, you mentioned that last night, too. I know. It's all coming back to me now. Oh, well, do anybody want breakfast? Are you just not going to tell us your Nanoxus dream? <laughs> Daddy need breakfast first. And I get up and I go to the, the well, assumedly, the, like, continental breakfast set up on this boat. That's a, yeah, all day continental breakfast. <laughs> Emil is uh, networking, actually. He's not at the table. He's going around telling everyone. Squirrels Foolies are the ones who did this. I work at Venzo's Varieties, etc. You hear people be like, well, I, I heard that you are the number one crime solvers uh, and that that Billette knew to just keep you guys on the boat at all times to protect us from crime. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to divert the attention away from Billette to us, but yeah, sure. Uh, okay, yeah, well, yeah, roll a uh, performance check, I guess, here as you... Uh... That's appropriate. Twelve. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you're getting like mixed. You know, like some people are like, Bullet did a great job of hiring you all. And then some people are like, oh, squirrels, squirrels, foolies. Okay, Vincent's varieties. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so kind of like a mixed mix bag here. I think I walk by Emil as he's networking with a plate with a waffle that has like whipped cream and chocolate syrup and Fruit Loops on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, 
Like, morning, Emil. <laughs> and here's another one of your heroes. Oh, so loud. <laughs> <laughs> I, sit, I sit down and start eating this disgusting waffle that I, Alex, would never eat. Um, I'm like, okay. That's well, I pretty mean, good to me. I, don't I know. might. I mean, not might. I, I for sure would eat this waffle that you've concocted. All right, what do you want to know? <laughs> I started eating this waffle. Did you, we had talked about questions to ask Anoxus, like about the impending world-ending force. Did you get to that at all? Uh-huh, I did. Um, he kind of got to me first. Um, he So, all right, follow my logic here, right? No judge. I want this to be a judgment-free zone for Ellis, oh, okay. as okay. I can continue forward. All right, cool. Judgment-free zone. Feeling good. Um, so Nanoxus, I was like, "What's up, bro?" And he, he was all creepy, and he basically told me, "All right, hold on. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. We know that there's a big force or badness." that everybody's afraid of, right? We're all afraid of it. I'm afraid of it. Probably the good gods are afraid of it. Maybe the bad gods are afraid of it too, right? So, the, and we also talked about how kind of potentially getting the Noxus like on, on our side. And look, you're gonna have to crack a few eggs to make a few egg-based foods. And, um... I tried asking Nanoxus about it, and he was kind of dodgy and darted it, and then he kind of was just like, hey, y'all are going to a party in Venzor. Like, you should let some of my friends in the party. And I was like, yeah, as long as you tell me what's up. And he was like, I will, but you got to do this. And I was like, okay. Some of his friends? So you're going to summon demons. I.e. demons? <laughs> I don't... Y'all... I mean, like, I can always, like, say no later, but I said yes then. I honestly I... think you cannot tell him no. Yeah, we have no evidence that you can say no at all to this guy. Y'all, this is the third time I've talked to the god guy, okay? Yeah, and he's I'm... already asking you to summon demons. Uh-oh, you've got yes. Lumis emoting. Be careful here. <laughs> yeah, this is the most emotive I've seen you ever. Um... But I mean, again, uh, oh, remember what I said, judgment-free zone, and y'all are already breaking that. That's out the, trust is gone at this point. Um, <laughs> um, but like we said, we need to get somebody like Nanoxus on our side. Like, like as we step and venture forth into, y'all, this, all this shit, Court of Outlaws, a stupid dumb party in Vinzor, like, I have a feeling that all of this means nothing in the grand scheme of some big scary thing that we still know nothing about you've never been to a ball in venzor they're pretty they're pretty world changing did you what you make out with somebody there one time when you were little or what like no no <laughs> I, I mean i've more meant that like they're just really good balls <laughs> nice uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um so yeah i said yes my thing is okay look we're going to the we're going to this ball for one reason to gather intel on who the benefactor is. We all have a like a hunkering suspicion that the 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 benefactor is connected to something bigger. What's a few of fucking Minoxus? I'm I'm not like Minoxus didn't say like 
sit on the ground, crisscross applesauce, and hum a weird song and summon demons. He just said, let my friends in the party. I simply, he, I even asked him specifically. I said, who are your friends? What's up? What are, like, like details? And he was like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> so, like, silliness aside, the problem is that you are introducing unknown variables to an equation in which there are other variables that I care very much about. Namely, the two of you and my family. I don't, is your family going to be at this ball? My wife for sure will. She, I mean, she's she's a major player in the city. I, I like, and there's other people, innocent people there also, and my business is in Vensor. So if there's demons in the city where my business is, that's not good for business. Yes, but I'll tell you what's extra not good for business. The last time I tried to tell Nanoxus kind of no, which was the first time y'all two almost died. Hmm. That was like the catalyst of the whole reason why I'm here in the first place. I just want to remind y'all that um, I didn't just go running into Nanoxus's arms like a like a wounded lamb. I, I I was I was choking. I was watching you all choke to death. Y'all remember? Y'all were dying. So, not to not to take all the blame off of me here, but like y'all like it or not, I'm kind of backed into a corner with this motherfucker, and unfortunately, y'all are too. What is it going to take for you to feel comfortable saying no eventually? Because all we've seen is escalation. And I, I know this is a tricky situation. I know that you haven't had the chance to, you know, exercise that kind of reclaiming of control. But if something starts to happen where things get out of control, like what is it going to take? What, we've got to draw the line. I mean, obviously, I don't want to see good people get hurt, but I mean, y'all in our line of work, like, we hurt people. That's like our, kind of our job. That's all we've kind of done since we've all met, and it's what I was doing before I met y'all. Like, what difference does it make when we hurt people versus when some scary god hurts people? And again, like, I think the line that I like to draw as a breathing creature is i don't like to hurt good people i like to hurt bad people um and if ninoxus is ever like cool i'm gonna go kill a orphanages or something i'm gonna be like stop don't do that but again back to my other point this is like the third time i've spoken uh to him i don't and every time i talk to this motherfucker he he's really dodgy and he doesn't give me a lot of details like i need something from him like i i I need like i have no wiggle room with him right now and the only time i could talk to him is when i go to bed yeah i don't envy your position i don't envy yours or yours we're all fucked we're all fucked up and twisted you know anyway does anybody want to buy this waffle it's very sugary no thank you no at least we got all the bad vibes out of the way, right? <laughs> I think I'll spend today very differently than I spent yesterday. <laughs> I'm going to just really, like, chill and take inventory of, like, my stuff and fix my suit. And, like, just I'm, like, business mode. <laughs> I partied yesterday. Today's for business. Excellent. Um, is there anything else you all want to do in the next, like, day of travel? I think as Ellis finishes of his speech of like hey let's just do this like what's the difference between us killing people or the Noxus's friends potentially killing people Loomis just kind of sits at the 
booth bench wherever they're at just contemplating like what what is the difference between the two of two parties killing other people for their own benefit kind of just really deep in thought and after that or simultaneously i would like to look at the drawing of the lily that was left over and just to see if there's anything more to it granted i'm not doing this the whole day but in the immediate i would like to look at for 24 hours (laughs) for 24 hours i'm just gonna sit here and stare at this lily drawing uh yeah go ahead and roll an inspection check as you inspection investigation (laughs) sorry yeah uh investigation check as you look at it closer 22 i think you see um the flower appears wilted um in the picture as well um and then you kind of see in very, very small letters kind of signed as like an artist's signature um, along the stem of the drawing or along the stem of the flower in the drawing. You see the word or the name Raya, R-Y-A. Does Loomis recognize that name at all? Uh, No. Loomis, just as they're inspecting this piece of paper out loud, just says, who's Raya? Do we know this name? I don't know. I do not think you know this name, no. I've uh, I noticed the name on the stem of the, the lily drawing, and Loomis hands over and points to the, the name. Yeah, no, I, I have no idea. I mean, could be the person we, we fought last night. Maybe that's their real name. I've heard of this. We need to find someone who can, like, scry on people. I've heard of this magic. Maybe we could, you know, find out where this person is. Uh, when we get to the city and we, you know, connect with the Citrine delegation, maybe uh, Sir Quay Narthod can connect us with someone who knows how to scry. It's not a bad idea. I'd like to know where this creepy person is. I think after finishing his waffle and talking about this, um, kind of like being like, okay, well, vibes are much different today. Um, and uh, Ellis, uh, still nursing his hangover, will just retire to his room for probably the rest of the afternoon and just like sleep off the hangover before coming back out and Doing partying some more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think everyone's kind of in a bit of a uh, on the boat is in a bit of a hungover state. Um, until the late afternoon, early evening, and then the festivities kind of like kick up again as if no one was ever murdered on the ship. Um, (laughs) The party goes into the wee hours of the night, and the next morning you all wake um, and you see the town or the city of Vinzor on its lone island in the Broken Bay um, as you all kind of like head down from uh, the Mirror River into the, the waters as they open up. Uh, you're about a few hours away from Venzor, and that is where we will end tonight. Also, you all level up. Oh, let's go! Becky! Should we roll level hit points? Up. Let's roll hit points. Hell yeah. What is my hit die? Oh boy, what level are we? Oh my god, that's so much. Level six? Six total. So Alex, what are you going to take a level in? What are you going to do? I think I might go. 
I don't know. I'll have to look it over, but I was I was originally thinking Bard 4, Warlock 2. Like, taking another level in Bard. My, oh, hell yeah. My hit die is 8. What's the minimum I can get? 5. Cool. Are we doing average as minimum? Yes. I rolled an 8. Cool. Rolled a 9. <laughs> I'm not fucking dying this time. Nice. And it's the hit die plus constitution? Yes. So that's 13 more hit points. Wow. Would have been helpful. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but great. Yeah, you all have leveled up to level six. We will, uh, next episode, you all are heading into the city of Vimzor. Hell yeah. Oh, and this maybe could get dicey. That's the name. So we solved a murder found a clue to potentially a bigger arc, and leveled up? Woo-wee. You can find This Could Get Dicey where all podcasters stream and on Instagram and TikTok at TCGDpod. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a rating or a review, or even better, share it with a few friends. Thanks for joining us, and stay tuned for our next episode coming out Wednesday, December 20th.